Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Your Dad. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Your Dad's Radio. Uh, I really like these ones. These are this is the uh, the uncut, the extended edit interview edition. Um, this month, I am with Moses Lemus. So I'll tell you more about him in a minute. I'm really excited about that. But um, first, let's let's banter a little bit. Um, I'm going to give you a little update on on what's been going on in my life. I, uh, I've been busy. I've been super busy. In fact, um, prepping for a, a holiday, I'm going to be leaving to, uh, to Europe on a Europe trip for about two and a half weeks. And I leave tomorrow, actually. And it's going to be really exciting. I'm going to go visit with um, a friend, noise suppressor, a DJ in uh, Amsterdam. And we're going to be going to a couple festivals to watch him play, uh, Dominator and Tomorrowland, which is Literally, it's a dream come true. I've I've wanted to do uh, Tomorrowland for the better half of a decade, to be honest. Um, so I'm I'm just super excited to go do that, uh, and I'm headed out there with my uh, my girly girl Carly, and really luckily my parents. I have not been on a proper holiday with my parents for a long time. So um, and it's actually their first time, both of them, to mainland Europe. Um, they've done like the UK and and things of that nature, but it's it's going to be really exciting. They're super pumped, and so I'm kind of feeding off their energy. It, it's going to be fantastic. So I haven't been back to Europe since we lived there, and uh, it's going to be good to go back and visit and see some things I haven't seen before uh, and do the festivals. I'm I'm just super pumped about that. So um, because we're gone for two and a half weeks, that means I didn't want to let go of the workload that I had coming up. So I figured, you know, I really have to um, up the ante and get a lot done before I left. So um, mostly just here on the Your Dad Project, I have been crazy busy the last week. Um, My average day is 16 hours to 23 hours I did one day of work. Um, so I'm, I'm writing a balance of trying to get as much done as possible, but forcing myself to sleep a little bit, um, so I don't risk getting sick cause that would not be good. Um, other than that though, I, last night was a, your dad's house party here in Salt Lake, Utah. That was super fun. So thank you so much. If you're one of the family members here in Salt Lake city uh, or Utah and came out to, to hang out, that was, that was a blast. So thank you guys so much for making that a success. Uh, and that we made that a free event because come October, we're going to be launching a very big, um, an extravagant Your Dad's House Party. Um, it's really something kind of out of the box and it's going to be a crowdfunded event. So um, I'm, I'm super pumped to, uh, to get that going. So I'll be announcing those dates pretty soon on the social medias. So if you're in the area of Utah, that's again going to be another Utah show. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm recovering right now from a sprained ankle and a broken toe. I'm, uh, I'm really dumb at the, at the, your dad's house party, uh, a couple weeks, three weeks ago, uh, was in San Francisco in California and, uh, I fell down a staircase, but you'll hear a little bit more about that in the interview with Moses. It was, uh, it was kind of a, an oopsie, a half hour before I played my set. So that would, that I feel kind of dumb about that. But just trying to trying to get better for the Europe trip because I actually would like to be able to walk or ride some bikes while I'm there. So, you know, you know. 
Other than my own work, though, the only other thing I've really been doing um, is mixing and mastering a few records for a couple local groups, um, an electronic artist and actually one that's uh, like a reggae ska kind of band. Uh, they're called the Native Leaves. So um, really cool, really, really cool to be able to work on something other than just electronic music because... It's, it's nice. It really gives me a chance to try some different techniques that I normally wouldn't try in dance music, try it on a different genre of music, find out, hey, this works, or, you know, just kind of experiment with something and uh, try to find a way to traverse those techniques into, into you know, my own productions for your dad. So, yeah, it's just really exciting to have a chance to work on something other than just dance music. And, and you know, I, I typically get off on little tangents. Sometimes I'll make ambient music or orchestral stuff uh, and release that out on different names or a lot of that doesn't see the light of day. But, you know, it's just fun to be able to, you know, be diverse and, and work on lots of different stuff. So I've been doing that as well this week. That's one thing that's really kept me busy. I actually delivered that, the album last night at like midnight. So I'm hoping I get some some notes. Well, I'm hoping I don't get notes. But if I get any notes on that record for changes, um, I'm hoping to get those so I can make those before I take off tomorrow. Ugh, I'm super pumped. Um, other than that, that, that's really, that's my life right now. So um, I'm hoping to pull a couple uh, big interviews while I'm in Tomorrowland. That should be really exciting. And um, and that's that's my life in a nutshell. So I'm excited for this episode. I'm joined by Moses Lemus. Now, Moses was the producer, or one of the producers, on the Your Dad film. And if you guys don't already know, uh, the Your Dad film is going to be something that is announced with a, a teaser. This is kind of an unofficial announcement, but I have a uh, movie teaser that's going to be coming out pretty soon, and we're going to be debuting that come October. So, um, yes, it's going to be... I'm super pumped for that. It's been nearly a year in the workings. Um, and we had quite a big cast for that um, and crew. It was kind of a, a dream come true to be able to put this this film together. Um, and it's something I wrote. So, yeah, we filmed it about a year ago. And it's a short film. It's about 22 minutes. So, what, the length of a TV episode. And it gives the story of your dad, where I came from in the future, how I got back here in time, why I came back in time. It's its a really cool story. So I'm really, really excited for you guys to see that. And so Moses played a really big part in that film. He made life much easier for me. Um, but really, he's a, a producer, a filmmaker, really just a video enthusiast. And uh, he's the owner of the local company, Salty Block Productions. Let me say that again. Salty Block Productions <laughs> here in Salt Lake, Utah. Um, so go ahead and check them out if you haven't already, because they uh, they have some really cool films. It's not just music related stuff. He's done a lot of a lot of films, uh, including features like The American Nobody, and uh, he worked on Chick Magnets. So some really cool stuff. Anyway, so without further ado, let's get into the interview. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm excited for you guys to hear this. All right, I'm here with Moses Lemus from Salty Block Productions. What's yeah, up, yeah. homie? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> it's so good to have you finally in here. Thanks. So good. So okay, let, let's. We're gonna talk a little bit about um, about the Your Dad film. Your Dad film. That's right. Everybody wants to know how did you get Your Dad? How did you get that name? Now people are actually gonna be able to find out. It's true. I'm really excited for them yeah. too. Also, and you had a big part in that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was a I was a producer for the film. Um, it was a really great time, 
really good to know the backstory of your dad and really kind of bring <laughs> it to life because, I mean, your dad, what kind of name is that, right? I know, seriously. Yeah. And people ask, well, where'd, you get the, where'd you get the name and the idea? Well, well you'll, soon enough. You'll, soon enough, you'll see. So uh, you were so freaking helpful uh, on the days of filming. There's lots of work that you do before that we film. And then when we got to filming, it was so nice because I thought it was going to be super stress-filled uh, me trying to, you know, co-producing the film is going to be managing so many people. And it wasn't like that at all. You, you did your job so good that it kept it so stress-free that me being able to act, I just was able to concentrate on that. It was totally stress-free. Yeah. That's what a producer is supposed to do. They're supposed to make it so that way when you are on set, it's, it flows as easy as possible because there's nothing worse than getting on set and you have people not knowing what is going on. I mean, the AD and the director are not in the same page with the DP. And, you know, everything can just easily fall apart. And lucky enough, we had a really good crew um, that we were able to put this film together. What was it, four four or five days of shooting? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, four or five days of uh, filming. And we were just able to really knock it out. And, and literally everybody's feedback right after was like, this was such an amazing set. Just because everybody there was so cool and and was into the project and was really happy to be involved in it. That was freaking awesome. So, so okay, for people out there that don't know what a film producer does, uh, how does that differ from like a music producer? What what exactly does your job entail? Yeah, those are two huge different type of things, right? You can say, oh yeah, I'm a producer. Most people are going to think, oh yeah, music, you make music. Yeah, yeah. Now, unfortunately with film, it's 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 a lot less sexy sounding, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> so so what do you do? I mean, what, so what's the it's, job? it's a lot more paperwork. It's it's getting the people together, finding the right people to actually fit in to the project who are actually going to make a difference in the project. So bringing in um, all the people you need. So, um, you know, uh, getting the the crew together, um, making sure you have the right equipment for every shot that you actually need, um, making sure that we have um, pretty much, it's like a manager. You know, producer is basically a manager of yeah. the film set. Yeah. So they have to be on top of everything, have to know everybody's job, have to know everything. And a really good producer will make sure that everybody is on top of their game. It was, total, it was totally marrying those pieces. I mean, even like location scouting and, and things that, I, I didn't know your job entailed. Well, I'm like, oh, wow, you're taking care of this. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, typically for producing, it's it's they find a, a somebody to actually be able to go f- go find to location scout for you. It's somebody completely different than a producer. Sometimes they do go along with it. They don't have to. It's not necessarily their job. But, you know, we were working on a small budget. So when you're working on a small budget, everybody has to work a bunch of different hats. And sometimes that's just what you got to do to make sure that a project actually comes out good. Um, and from the rough edit that I've seen, I mean, this project is going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so, so excited. Yeah, people have no idea what they're going to see. I... I I am actually really excited for it. Um, I mean, most people, when they do work on something, I mean, they're kind of like, eh, about it, right? I'm super stoked for it. I'm super excited for it because um, how much fun uh, we actually had being able to tell your backstory and how it actually all came alive to be who you are today of your dad and why you're in the year 2018 now. So I'm super excited, super stoked for people to actually watch it and see it. It's going to be wicked. Wicked, son. So going back, I'm thinking about the producer thing, right? And and how stress-free you made it. And I'm thinking about two specific scenarios. First one, you remember when when it was the day that we had to test, or not test drive, but we, we had a car, we rented a car. Oh, yeah. And, and essentially, noise suppressor, or a, a hardcore artist over in uh, in Europe, just amazing mm-hmm. guy, he's a really good friend, Bike. He and I 
jumped inside of a inside of a car and we went and rallied the crap out of this thing. <laughs> Just did donuts in parking lots and jumped it and all sorts of stuff. And you guys actually had to rescue us. Like the car was limping by the time we brought it back to the house. <laughs> it could only go into one gear. We're limping back to the house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, when the guy comes to pick up his car, because this isn't like Enterprise or something. This is like a personal car we're renting. And I'm like, oh man, when this guy gets back, he's going to be so pissed. And and I knew that would throw me off the whole, we still had like eight hours of shooting or something. And I'm like, this is going to throw off the whole rest of the night. And Mo just, dude, I, I didn't have to think about anything. Mo just came in, don't worry about it. I took care of it. I'm like, he didn't even yeah. tell me what happened until a couple of weeks after the shoot. I didn't yeah. even know what happened. Yeah, it was, uh, once you guys came back and I saw the condition the car was in, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, Oops. are you serious? Like, the people are already there just kind of chilling, waiting for their car to come. <laughs> Luckily, they left right when we started filming and came back literally, what, maybe 45 minutes after we were done with that scene. And, oh, my God. <laughs> after I saw the condition of the car, and there, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to be here in, like, an hour. Like, what am I going to say? Like, my heart, the guy came to pick up his car. I was like, look, man. I hate to tell you this, but your car's not functioning correctly. <laughs> Man, my heart was beating so fast just because, like, you don't want to tell somebody you ruined no, something. Especially you know? when you didn't ruin especially it. When I didn't the do star it, yeah. of the film is kind of a dumbass. <laughs> but I had your back, so it didn't even matter, right? No, no, I it was totally gonna have you. It saved me, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty crazy time. That's actually been one of the the roughest things I've ever had to do. I mean, I've been in a bunch of different sets that I've had. I've run into cops all the time, security, people kicking us out of places. Yeah. Um, a bunch of crazy situations, right? That one right there was a, was like, dang. Oh God. And, and okay. So I think this was like the, the next night and we were filming in an office and essentially uh, I'm about to get fired in the future mm-hmm. in, in the year 2035. I'm about to get fired and I flip out. Like, I've been this super modest, held back mm-hmm. guy. And you know what? Boom, it snaps and I freak out. And so essentially, we destroy this office. It goes from everything from breaking a massive pane of glass to breaking trophies and pictures and desks and printers. I just smash the crap out we, of everything. What didn't we break is, <laughs> and, is the real question. <laughs> and so we had Christian Busath, which is a, an awesome actor you guys probably know off of YouTube, for instance. He's on lots of YouTube stuff, amazing actor. So Christian is essentially playing my boss and he's wearing flip-flops and everyone is freaking out so bad <laughs> that he's going to step on all the glass that's been shattered all over the floor. Come on, dude, just calm down. And and we wanted to shatter that glass so bad. There's a massive pane of glass, what, eight feet tall, three, four feet wide. Yeah, and we, wa- we wanted to smash it. I wanted to hammer through it essentially with a golf club. And, and it's like, okay, everybody offset. I'm not responsible for you anymore. <laughs> if you don't want to be here, don't be here. That was that was a debacle for like an hour, wasn't it, before that, we smashed that it? Was, that was something very interesting that we all had to kind of talk about and, and pull everybody to the side <laughs> and see, like, are we going to actually do this? Are we actually going to break this big thing of glass that we did not even plan for? Because that was totally improv. Oh, it wasn't I in the script? Chris, yeah, Christian was just like, you know what? It would be really cool if we broke this. And uh, you stepped up to the plate. It was like, why am I not going to break an eight by 10 glass wall? Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And of course, everybody wanted to see you do it. I so, know. I oh, mean, we, we got lucky, dude. Okay. So, so one of the girls that was on set, I don't even remember what she, what her position was, but sh- she was further, I mean, like literally half this massive room down, like 50, 70 feet away from us. When I smashed the glass, everyone's hiding behind cubicles and a piece of glass literally like hit her between the eyes. 
a big piece of glass. Like it would have blinded yeah. her, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that was totally irresponsible of us to do it. But, uh, that was not your call. That was that me at the end of the day. Like this is happening. Me. I made sure that everybody was like, <laughs> leave now. Do not be in this space. Cause it's probably not going to be safe. And uh, yeah, luckily we, luckily every, everybody was good. I mean, sometimes you got to take those type of risks to do something really cool. And at the end of the day, it was a really cool shot, but um, I'm just glad that everybody, uh, was safe and nothing really bad happened because that no. would have been pretty crappy. No, I think it made yeah. a lot of camaraderie yeah. like at that point in the film. Like yeah, everyone's like, yeah. oh, right, they banded together. Yeah, I mean, it was after all- four or five days of seeing each other, like every single day for 12, 14 hours, sometimes 16 hours, I mean, you kind of build that special bond oh, yeah. with everybody there. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. It was wicked. Okay, so oh, since the Your Dad film, and this was months ago, since the Your Dad film, what, what have you been up to, kid? Man, I've been doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, I just... It seems like I don't stop working. I'm like I'm like Stevie Oki, right? Just don't even sleep. <laughs> Drinking like four Red Bulls a day. Just kind of keep that energy up, keep yeah. that energy going just because it's it's so hard. So um, I've just been running my business, a uh, video production company, working on a bunch of uh, different types of videos. So everything from like music videos, uh, high quality commercials, working with a, a bunch of cool brands uh, here locally. Um, that's that's one of my favorite things to do is actually bring bring things to life. And and luckily enough, I've been able to do that since the end of that project. It, and that's super. Uh, you're here in Salt Lake City, so you, you work with a lot of Salt Lake City brands, Utah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So your, your portfolio is quite diverse, as I can speak to. I, I looked at a lot of your work before deciding to work with you. But You've done quite a few music projects recently. Uh, what draws you specifically to say, let's dance music? I mean, between my film and after movies and music videos, what's what's drawn you more to the the music side of things? Well, music has always been something I love. I love music since I was a little kid. I mean, everybody loves music. Everybody enjoys listening to it. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is I actually was a producer for a little bit. I actually was actually heads deep in there, you know? Oh, yeah. And one of the things that actually got me going to film school was because I wanted to make music videos. That was the main reason why I went to film school was to make music videos. And just that love for music kind of led me into direction where I'm at now, where now I'm actually able to make films and and be really involved with it. Now I get to work with a lot of really cool artists like yourself, um, the Aces, um, a c- bunch of California underground rappers, um, just a bunch of different types of music and people and hard rock and country music now, like yeah. pop music, yeah, Christian. Yeah. Like I've done so many different types of music videos and I don't discriminate against any of them because they're all talented in their own way. And I absolutely love helping artists like bring their music to life because that's what essentially a music video does, right? It brings mm-hmm. the music to life. It brings it, it gives it a, a third or fourth dimension, whatever you want to call it. Totally. So I think that is one of the most amazing things about music videos. And if people do not do music videos right, they're kind of losing it. They're, their yeah, song is yeah. pretty much going to waste because they're not able to actually create a good music video. And you could totally, I mean, a lot of times people listen to a song and it's one thing, and then you can get the visual story. You can actually tell the story with your eyes uh, letting people use their eyes. And then it, it, the song, a lot of times to me, like totally reshapes what I think of the song. I, I love it or I hate it sometimes. Yeah, after exactly. The music video. I mean, think of a music video, one music video that always comes to mind that I absolutely love the song before I watched the music video. After I watched the music video, I have a completely different feel for it. 
uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, Don't Kill My Vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely freaking hate that music <laughs> video for it. And I cannot, I can no longer listen to the song. Even when it comes in my car, I can no longer listen oh, to no. it because I think of the music video and how bad it was. I mean, production quality was good, but just the storyline and everything about it was whack. It was, was it? so whack. <laughs> and I, I mean, everybody should watch it because don't watch it because it might ruin the song for you, actually. Don't do it. Great. You're, pa- you're giving him some royalty. You're giving him some, uh, some clout now by yeah. sending everyone that his way. Great. Yeah. Good job. Well, Good job. <laughs> Kendrick doesn't need it, but hey. <laughs> okay, so um, you have a film degree, a deg- actual degree in film, which is awesome. Good, good job. Congrats. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Did you see yourself when you were going to school owning your own production company in the future all those years ago? I really didn't. I really didn't. How did it got, come about? Uh, well, um, how it happened was after I got out of film school, I was like, you know, my work is pretty good. I'm pretty knowledgeable about everything I was doing. I mean, while I was in college, I was already had a reality show being pitched from the same producers of Sister Wives. Um, I, I already had a feature film. The TLC film. show. Yeah, the TLC show, oh, yeah, Sister yeah. Wives, yeah. Um, I had a uh, feature film called Chick Magnets that's now on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it on there uh, while I was in college. So I had all this experience already, right, and working yeah. with a bunch of different companies and created a bunch of music videos and all this stuff that I thought, oh, any company would be lucky enough to hire me. Well, it turns out that I applied to over like 250 jobs. No way. And everybody said no. Nobody wanted me. I either had too much experience, not enough experience, or for whatever reason, they just didn't like like me as a person, whatever. You know, I just didn't get chosen. Yeah. So uh, me and uh, one of my one of my uh, old business partners came up to me and said, why don't we just do it ourselves? And I said, you know what? That is a fantastic idea. I believe in my skills. I believe that we can do this. And now three years later, I can say I'm, I'm a successful business owner. That's I can, awesome. That's just, just legit. I mean- a lot of hard times and a lot of really hard times, but a lot of really good times, a lot of fun times. I mean, I've met so many different types of people. I mean, I met a lot of A-star celebrities to, you know, just your regular person who lives their daily life and, and seeing how the spectrum from one end to the other end at the end of the day, we're all people oh, and yeah. we all pretty much live the exact same similar lives. Yeah. Your catalog of stuff is, is phenomenal for yeah, doing it for you. just as long as you have. So that's, that's awesome. So let's say um, you can jump back ten years, okay? Because I know you had you had an interest in film back then. Uh, you were you're dabbling with it. So let's say you jump back ten years and you give yourself one piece of information, whether it pertained to the production or the video or just a life lesson. What's that one piece of advice you would have given yourself for today? That would be start networking. Yeah. 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 Networking is the one thing that will get you so far. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not able to talk to the right people and be able to go out there and meet new people, then you're not going to be successful, plain and simple. Everybody needs that one person to kind of help them out to get to that next level. It doesn't matter who you are. You need that one that one person to kind of get you in the door to be able to get something else. Totally. So to me, it would be networking because networking is that important. It does not matter what field you're in in life, music, film, I mean, just your regular job, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You have to keep networking to be able to build and go to the next level. No doubt. I went to, for those of you that don't know, I spent seven years in university. I graduated uh, with my bachelor's because I just changed uh, subjects a couple of minutes, times. And I graduated mm-hmm. valedictorian. Oh, wow. And I thought, dude, this is going to be amazing. Same thing as you. Like People are going to be knocking at my door to get me to go work at studios and such because I don't even know why I wanted to cut my teeth for a while. Yeah. That didn't happen, dude. Yeah. It was not, and, and I thought this was just, it's not just the music industry, but you, you hear about in the music industry, you have to have thick skin. You have to knock down 50 doors to get one day answer. Mm-hmm. 
and you knocked down 250 and got none no, to answer. Exactly. So it sounds like film is just as hard, if not harder, yeah. but it's wicked. And, and I think the thing that's changed it the most for me, hands down, put a smile on your face, get out there and shake some hands face to face because social media is phenomenal, but it's still uh, an antisocial thing. I mean, you're not really face to face. You're not no. really making lifelong bonds. No. And that's something you need to be face to face. Exactly. For. I mean, just, just take me and you as an example, right? We kind of dabbled on before we kind of talked a little bit, but it wasn't until we got on the Your Dad project where we became really good uh, friends with one another. Now yeah. we actually talk to each other on a on a on a weekly basis instead before like we would have never done that if we mm -hmm. didn't get to actually spend time together so that that comes back to the whole thing of networking you know making sure that you're going out there and talking to different people and actually meeting people because you don't really see who they are until you're next to them oh yeah totally it, it's really easy to put on that facade over mm -hmm. social media or facebook or blah you know and you know hell we we've worked together a couple times since then mo actually a couple weeks ago we had um i had a mansion party in in california we flew out or drove out there and mo came out for that and that was like a wicked good time so make sure to check out that after party footage yeah, this is a this is a shameless plug check that out but that's <laughs> mo's work that's mo's work it was a blast you turned you know what and and i've seen other you know people shooting after parties and such and um, this is just that one realm but and it's like the party's just hopping. And then you see the after party footage, you're like, this is really not interesting. And this was the opposite. Like we actually had to cap how many people could come in this, this mansion party. Mm -hmm. And we had really crummy weather because it was dueled as, you know, also a pool party. So not as many people showed up as we thought. And you turned that footage into something phenomenal, dude. I mean, yeah. that was wild. Yeah. I mean, it's all about how you shoot things. Uh, we were able to do, <laughs> we were able to shoot in different manners and different ways to actually uh, make it look like a lot more exciting. I mean, we, it was a pool party, but I tell you what, nobody wanted to jump in in 69 degree weather. Yeah, that cold. was the coldest day in like two weeks. It rained that morning. Yeah, it that was, was like cold. It was the heavens were looking down on us. <laughs> yeah, that it day. was ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, okay, speaking of like online stuff, I, I'm starting to dabble and make my own skit comedy, uh, some vlogs for YouTube and the likes. I'm seeing some of these social platforms are actually really starting to pick up steam and stand for themselves beyond just YouTube, um, offering like solid platforms to release people's content i mean instagram just released a brand new yeah, instagram, instagram tv, TV. Um, you know they've released you know they lifted that 15 second ban a long time ago uh, instagram or twitter you can you know release longer films yeah, or, longer or videos movies, now yeah. which is awesome and i think it's really clever for these guys to you know kind of compete with youtube now that you can actually monetize um with facebook it takes away some of the business you know they actually the algorithms of facebook if you post a youtube video on facebook it's unlikely to get shown to your yeah. friends versus if you take that same video and re-upload it to Facebook, way better yeah, lots of people seeing it. You're going to get a lot more views that way. And it's kind of crazy how that works. Um, I was actually just speaking with uh, uh, someone today about uh, how Facebook uh, on a business Facebook page, you can get one or two likes off a post. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe one or two likes. Mm -hmm. Facebook makes you pay for everything now on a everything. business page. But if you post it off your regular page, it's the same reach, it's the same everything. So it's it's kind of crazy what they're doing with that, but yeah, definitely with with uploading video directly to Facebook, that's like your go-to because everybody's going to see it. It's automatically playing already, so it's really really cool. And besides, I hate to say it, but the future is social media. That's the future of it. So if it you're going to want yeah. anything at all, to as far as marketing, as far as an artist or anything like that, you're going to have to put your stuff on on uh, social media like YouTube. It seems like the direct links to YouTube. It doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't, you know, because People just ain't wanting to do that extra click to actually go to YouTube and actually watch it. So 
why deny yourself some fans by putting it on YouTube and sharing that direct link. So there's, it's always good to have them on multiple platforms just in case you need them because you do actually need them on all of them. But I mean, if I was an artist, I would definitely direct upload directly to a Facebook, especially if you don't actually have a following, because then mm-hmm. eventually you can start building your brand and start building that YouTube, start building those vlogs and still have them on the backlog back there. It's not like back in the day, I remember like, you know, a lot of young, younger artists like Wiz Khalifa, he used to always do those vlogs and people used to watch them like crazy. Um, but now they, they just don't do them as much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, even YouTube, let's say you post to YouTube, and even if you could pull those same views, YouTube's monetization, assuming you want to make money off of it, the way they monetize has totally changed, or even their algorithms have totally changed, where a lot of YouTube creators are kind of getting upset with it and moving off of YouTube to these other platforms, because it's just hard to make a business. Instagram TV. I know. And that, what about that? I mean, that's a vertical, vertical video. You're you're not the same format anymore. Yeah, vertical video. It's it's pretty crazy. It's like, (laughs) what... What are you going to do now? Like I'm literally doing research on what is the best way to actually shoot video that way besides mm-hmm. your phone, because I mean, your phone, that's the way it shoots. But for cameras, when you have those higher qualities, how is it, how are you going to shoot? You're just going to turn your, your camera sideways now and film that way. Like, yeah, totally. like what's the best way to actually shoot that now? You know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool. Instagram created a brand new way to show video and it's now for other creators and, and people who are savvy to figure out how to do it. And I'm trying to be one of those savvy people and figure out how to best utilize uh, Instagram TV for your own personal gain. I kind of feel like it's been a long awaited thing because we've been holding these tall cell phones in our hands for quite a while now. And, you know, Snapchat and these these avenues have taken advantage of it, but not, no like actual video, music video formats or short film or anything have utilized this vertical format. I think it's yeah. exciting. I think it's exciting, but at the same time, I, me personally, I'm not a fan of it just it's because it takes yeah. <laughs> away so much from the image. You know what I mean? It it takes away so much. You're kind of capping your space. Um, you're going from that widescreen to that, what is it? Nine by six, something, um, something, some, like that, yeah. something crazy vertical thing where it, you're taking away so much of the image. So uh, it's a little bit harder um, as for somebody doing it, but of course, if you have your phone and you're doing that as a vlog, that's great. You know what I mean? But, uh, to do something creative with it, you really got to put your mind into it and be creative with it. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's, it's going to be a little harder. And that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, how to best utilize the vertical in it. Um, I've, I've, uh, changed a few, uh, promo videos that I've done in the past, I just recently up uploaded them onto the Instagram TV just to kind of see what it looked like. I mean, they look all right, but it doesn't give you that exact same feel, you know, because that's mm-hmm. not what what we were actually shooting for. So, I mean, it's a little bit different. And it's kind of crazy. We'll see how it works. Um, I'm excited to figure it, figure it out. Honestly, yeah. it's a challenge. I mean, everybody should love challenges, and it's a new medium to really express yourself and and to create. Totally, totally. Okay, so. Um, What's on the horizon for you? What what kind of exciting projects are in the works? Locations you headed to? Give me some of the magic, baby. Dude, I am super, super excited for what the future is holding right now. It is so amazing. I feel extremely blessed to be in the situation that I'm in. I mean, it's been a lot of hard work, but um, so I'm working on two features right now. Uh, one is called The Unknown Biker, which is based off of um, the youngest Mongol president. Um, we Of course, we had to change a few things around, but... I am super excited for it. We got a lot of traction going for it. We got a really a lot of like Hollywood producers actually very interested in oh, it. Wow. Uh, we got some backing from some some pretty big people. And so I'm really excited for it, really stoked for it. And we'll see what the future holds for that one. And then for one of the other um one of the other uh 
feature films that I'm working on. It's it's I'm I'm really excited for that one as well, just because of it actually ties into a lot of like my roots and stuff like that. So you know, going out to the border and and actually checking out and messing with like cartel stuff. So oh, yeah? I'm pretty excited for that one. And that one is is still on the early concepts of it, but. I had someone to reach somebody reach out to me saying they wanted to do this and they're full on board and got funding for it. So I'm super excited to to kind of get going for it. So I'm super stoked about that. And of course, one of my favorite things to do is travel. Travel and film is like one of the most amazing things. So um, I'll be heading to the Bahamas and New Orleans mm, here soon to, to to <laughs> to you know to start filming, to start doing some cool stuff. So. I'm just really excited for it. Um, there's nothing cooler than being able to do what you love to do and actually traveling to do it and getting paid at the same time, which is always awesome. No doubt. Yeah. Find what you love. Find a way to make money from it because you'll never work another day in yeah, your life. You'll yeah, you'll never work, <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the family uh, where they can find you online if they want to check out your work, your, your videos, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can go check out my stuff at saltyblock.com. Um, I have a bunch of my videos up there. Um, you'll watch them every time somebody sees them. I hate to pat myself in the back, but they absolutely just jaw drop every single time because they can't believe that it's coming from from Salt Lake City. So definitely go check it out, saltyblock.com. Of course, uh, IG, Instagram, um, saltyblockpictures, at saltyblockpictures. Um, yeah, and you can kind of just check out some of our stuff there as well. A lot of We usually try to put up a lot of uh, BTS stuff on there so you can actually see what we're doing. Um, so yeah. Sweet. And to go ahead and jump down in the show notes, I'll have all those links down there too. So yeah, boy, boy. So one last question. It is the question. So let's say you got your very own time jump watch. It's an exciting day because you can time jump to any year in the future, any year in the past, where and when would you travel and why? Man, I would love to go to ancient Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. I would just love to see how the hell do they really make the damn pyramids? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How do they make the pyramids? I don't believe this whole rock thing. You know, they were pulleys and all. I don't believe that. I really don't believe that. I don't believe they did it that way. I believe that they were doing that in a different manner. Ancient aliens straight up on my mind. Like, how do they do that? How do they cut those rocks? They didn't just chip them. Rock and no they didn't do it that way i don't believe they did it that way so that's what i would love to see i would love to see some king tut up in his thing with his with his sexy wife supposedly or deformed i want to i want to know what they look like i just wanted to know they're aliens bro we got a conspiracy theorist among us people conspiracy don't hate man don't hate well moses thank you so much for coming and joining us on the show welcome to the family thanks for having me you were already family dude so thank you so much we love you and uh and take it easy good luck with all your film projects thank you so much man good luck to you as well deuces your dad your dad Okay, so you're a producer, but let's let's not lie. You weren't acting as a producer when we were in at, at the mansion party because <laughs> you were you were behind the camera, and oh, yeah. and I was drinking. I think I drank a little oh, yeah. bit too much. I actually had three different people, including management, come up to me and like, dude, you just just chill out. You haven't gone on set yet. Oh yeah, and something happened. What happened? Oh yeah. So your dad tried to be cool. Your dad and uh, Phil 
and <laughs> down a staircase. <laughs> down a staircase. I, I fell down the staircase. And he broke his ankle. He had an ankle the size of a golf ball, which is absolutely <laughs> crazy. And you still played on it. You still played on it, which it was, was super freaking cool. And you were still jumping around and acting crazy. And I was like, dude, how is this guy right now even walking the size of that ankle? Super golf ball. Like, what in the world? And then what, two, three days later, you broke your toe? I broke my toe, yeah. So so literally, I broke the ankle like a half hour before I went on to play, which I'm like, oh no, because this was my first un- unplugged set. So I was going to take all my wireless controllers and such, and I was going to perform out in the crowd. But I wanted to run around, and running around just wasn't in the cards. So I could bounce in one spot. That's essentially what happened. They even brought up a seat and an ice pack, and I was icing during part of the set. But, um, but yeah, so then we come home. A couple days later, I'm, I'm sitting on the floor, and I have to get up. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try not to bear any weight on this ankle. And I, I don't go to the doctor. I'm not one to use doctors unless You're it's a tough dire. Guy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I decide not to not to bear any weight. So I, I lean on my left foot because this this accident happened on my right foot. I, I lean on my left foot and I kind of put my foot down and I twist. And as I twist, my longest toe and I have monkey toes, bro. It's because you're tall. I'm tall. Fuck. I have monkey toes. <laughs> so one of my toes next to the thumb gets twisted underneath my foot. I stand up on it and we hear a loud. <laughs> and Carly looks at me and she's like. Was that your toe? Because that wasn't a pop. That was a break. I'm like, that was definitely a break. The toe got huge. The toe's been purple for two weeks now. It's brutal, and bro. if you can actually see him right now, he's got a blow cast on his toe, and he got he got a little wrap on his uh, ankle. But there, you see this so. toe. Look at the toe. What, what's, what's special about that guy? You got eyeballs on your toes. Who's got eyeballs yeah. on toes? <laughs> I, I, I put those little googly, we, we, we super glued googly eyes on my toe splint. <laughs> As for a googly eye toe for a googly eye walk. Yeah, baby. <laughs> anyway, so so I'm busted, but uh, I have to heal because we're, I'm going to Europe in like two and a half weeks. Yeah, you're going and to And we Amsterdam. got a lot of walking going on. Tomorrowland. Yeah, right? okay. yeah, Dominator. That's, I'm stoked. That's going to be fun, man. I hope you have a really good time mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself. I can't wait. You're dead. <laughs> Big ups to my guest, Moses Lemus. Really what liked having him on the show. It was nice to catch up and kind of recap and, and have a little flashback on a couple of those Your Dad stories. Anyway, uh, make sure to tune in next month where I'll be delivering the next episode of your dad's radio it's gonna be the 007 episode seven already dang uh and i promise to come with some exciting guests and some new exciting music uh, because that one's gonna be coming a couple weeks late um it's not gonna be at the end of this month because i'll be on that europe trip so i'm super pumped about that but i'm sure you guys will understand Anyway, go out there, have a great summer. Go do something outdoors. Enjoy the sunshine while we got it, right? And um, and that's that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys for dropping in, and I'll see you in the future. <laughs>